Hey there. Welcome to Hey Mickey, the podcast. I'm Kaden. And I'm Connor. And we're here to give you some Disney Parks magic each and every week. Hey, Kaden, guess what? What? It's episode eight. It sure is. Thank you guys so much for listening to us and for showing us all of your support. Absolutely. And we've got a lot planned to share with all of our listeners today. Okay, so for our main attraction today, we're going to talk about planning a full day at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, we all know that Animal Kingdom has notoriously been referred to as the half-day park. And that feels even more valid after the shortened park hours, lower capacity, and shorter lines. But what we're going to do is plan a full day in Animal Kingdom and give you some ideas of things that you can do to make the most out of your park day. And then for today's sideshow, we're quizzing each other on some Animal Kingdom trivia. Yeah, we're going to see who knows more about the history and current offerings at the newest Disney World park. And then stick around for the after party, and we'll tell you about a few things we're really enjoying. All right, so here we go. Time for the main attraction. Main attraction. So, Animal Kingdom, can you really spend a full day there? And if you're going to, is that actually worth your time? You know, typically in the old days, a lot of people would just go and spend a half day in Animal Kingdom and then go park hop to another one of the parks. But currently, we can't do that anymore because there's no more park hopping. So the short answer to this question, can you spend a full day there? The short answer is yes. Uh, Obviously, it does help if you actually enjoy seeing animals because obviously this is Animal Kingdom. But we're going to kind of explain and give you the longer answer of how exactly you can end up spending your entire day and really get the most out of your day. Now, the current hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. with a few variations along the way, but that's typical. And so we're going to kind of go through and almost do like a choose your own adventure style of planning and really allow you to pick what are you going to do for the morning, then the early afternoon, and then the late afternoon. So we're going to help you make the most of your full day in Animal Kingdom. So starting off with the morning, um, my option would be arrive close to opening time, uh, maybe at rope drop or just a few minutes after. And then I would head directly over to Creature Comforts for breakfast. So that's the um, name of the Starbucks location at Animal Kingdom. Get my venti coffee, my pastry, normally I go for the cinnamon roll or whatever other pastry you want to have for breakfast. And then after breakfast, um, I would go directly over to the Kilimanjaro Safaris, mostly because earlier in the morning is kind of more of the time when the animals might be more up and active than later on in the day. Um, Not necessarily a guarantee, but it's definitely a great time to go check that out. After the safari, um, right next door is the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. Um, So this is a really great way to kind of get more up close to the animals than you do on the safari. Um, So it's really fun to just kind of walk through um, and kind of spend some time going through there. Then after all that, I would head down to Pandora 
and ride both rides there, Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. Um, you can do it once if the lines are longer, or if the lines are shorter, maybe ride Flight of Passage over and over again. You know, whatever your fancy may be. Ew, ew, <laughs> ew, 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 fancy. Whatever you may prefer. Yeah, that's good. My option for the morning is to, uh, obviously, you're going to arrive at Rope Drop. you got to be there right when the park opens. Because, again, we're taking full advantage of the day that we've been given. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and go directly into Pandora. And we're going to head over to Pangu Pangu, which is the snack location in Pandora. And you're going to order some cream cheese spring rolls. They are delicious. They are a bargain. They're only like $3 and change. And they're very filling. So you're going to grab a couple of those, however many you want, and you're going to fill up on that for breakfast. Uh, if you want, you can either take your time and eat breakfast and just enjoy the, the sights of the Valley of Moara, or you can go ahead and jump in line while you're eating and go directly into Flight of Passage and not worry about there being a line at all. Do that multiple times if you want. Go to Navi River Journey. Do that multiple times if you want. And feel free to keep doing those for like the first hour because the lines will probably be pretty low. And then once you've gotten your fill of Pandora, then make your way over to the Kilimanjaro Safaris over in Africa. And uh, make sure you do that at least once while it's still morning uh, and all the animals are still pretty active. And then finish the morning and get hungry again by walking around and uh, experiencing the Gorilla Falls Trail. So that's my option for your morning. So now as we move into the early afternoon, my option would be to do a quick service lunch, either at Flame Tree Barbecue or Satuli Canteen. Um, you really can't go wrong with either choice. I typically get like the barbecue sandwich over at Flame Tree, or I would get the cheeseburger pods over at Satuli. So just whichever one you're feeling for that day. And then I'm going to head over to Asia to ride Expedition Everest. Um, I'm usually good with just one ride on Everest. It can be kind of intense for me, especially if they end up putting me in the back. But if you want to ride it multiple times, feel free to do that too. Um, and then next up would be Cali River Rapids. Um, at least recently when we've gone, we've gotten, I think, less wet than you normally do. I don't know if that's because, like, there's less people in the float, so it doesn't weigh it down as much. Um, but so you may or may not get wet. But if you do get wet on Cali River Rapids, then you can dry off a little bit by walking through the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Um, so kind of another animal trail to check out, um, hopefully see some tigers. They're my favorite over there. So um, that would be my option for early afternoon. And my option for your early afternoon enjoyment, uh, we're going to look into maybe doing some table service. You can either check out Yak and Yeti or you can head over to Tiffin's. Now, to be fair, you will need to plan this ahead. There are some walk-up options currently to be able to make a reservation, but it's always gonna be more convenient to just plan ahead, get a reservation for a convenient time. Uh, so Tiffin's is a, a place where there are some very elegant dishes 
Now, I will admit, it's going to cost you. Um, it's going to be worth it, but you're going to have to spend quite a bit of money for that lunch. And then your other option is Yak and Yeti. Now, I'm going to be up front here. I've never been to Yak and Yeti, but I was looking through the menu, and there are so many options at Yak and Yeti, and they all sound so good. Like, I really want to eat there very, very soon. If you go there and you spend a good amount of money, you're going to leave very full, all right? But that's okay because I've planned ahead because I'm looking out for you guys as we go throughout our day. And so you're going to walk off that food by going ahead and going over to the Maharaja Jungle Trek. You like how I said that? Mm-hmm. That was good. Thank you. And you're going to walk off that food, and then you'll head on over to Cali River Rapids and enjoy getting to go through that. And then after that, you're going to go knock out Expedition Everest. And as long as the line is fairly short, which right now it can get a little long in the afternoons, but if you're lucky, it's a five, 10 minute wait and you can ride it three, four, however many times you feel like riding in order to make sure that you have explored Everest enough. So that's my option for your early afternoon. And then lastly, for the late afternoon, kind of wrapping up your day, my option would be to kind of start with assessing, all right, how many hours do I have left? Do I have time to kind of go repeat some of my favorite things? Um, so if I still have several hours left, I like to go make another trip over to the safari just because every trip on that is basically different and you get to see different animals just depending on when you go. Um, so try to do another trip over there, then maybe head back over to Pandora and just enjoy that all over again, ride Flight of Passage maybe two or three more times. And, you know, if you're hungry in the middle of all that, you can stop over at Mr. Kamal's little fries cart. Um, he has seasoned fries. You can get those either with the curry honey mustard or the Korean chili ketchup. Um, both very good. And then if I still have some time left, maybe go check out It's Tough to Be a Bug because it's, it's there. And you get to check out the Tree of Life, which I really enjoy. Um, and then Dino Land, you know, may or may not head over there. Maybe just go ride Dinosaur and then call it a day after that. So that would be my option as far as late afternoon kind of wrapping up your day at the park. So for my late afternoon option... I'm going to say, let's go ahead and head over to that giant tree. And we're going to go watch It's Tough to Be a Bug. And we're going to love it. But we'll, we'll just do that once. And then it's time for Dino Land USA. And so we'll head over there. Uh, we will go on to Triceratops Spin because why not? Um, we will go... Um, take a moment of silence as we look at Primeval World, rest in peace, and then maybe we'll do Dinosaur, or maybe we'll just skip it, and that's fine. I totally get it if you want to skip it. Not that, like, I'm scared of it, but if you're scared of it, then I get it. And maybe even uh, play some fossil fun carnival games, because you guys, they're actually back. Um, it is not a completely deserted wasteland over there right now there's at least some carnival games going on so go over there go play something go spend a little bit of money trying to win a prize or something 
And if you're hungry again, well, I have good news for you. You're very close to trilobites. That's right, right? Is that how I say that? I think so. And you're going to go get those buffalo chicken chips. Uh, I'm literally telling you I want those very badly right now. Um, if, if I could speak it into existence, the moment you are hearing this, I am in Animal Kingdom literally getting those exact things. Uh, or you can also get an Oreo cookie milkshake there. Kaden, are you in? Uh, Oreo yeah, cookie? of course. Oreo everything. And so we'll hang out in Dino Land for a while, longer than most people probably do, and that's fine. And after that, we still have a little bit of time. So we're going to head back over to Kilimanjaro Safaris. And I will definitely agree that, you know, Kilimanjaro, you will not experience the same thing twice. Whether you go one time, well, obviously, if you go, okay, never mind. Whether you go two times or five times or ten times, you are going to experience something different because it's not, it's not just animatronics, it's actual real live animals. And so it's a very unique and very different experience every single time. So I would say make sure you head back over there, finish your day off getting to see those animals one more time, because again, that's what Animal Kingdom is about, the animals. But that is my late afternoon option. So those are all of our options for the morning, the early afternoon, and the late afternoon. If you do end up having some more time, there are a couple of other things you can kind of plug in throughout the day. Obviously get your photos taken at some of the mini photo pass locations all throughout the park. You can also make the pledge to be a wilderness explorer for the day. And they have stops all throughout the park. It is an activity kind of designated for younger kids, but anybody is more than welcome to do that if you would like. Um, it's a very fun, interactive, and very informational um, activity that you can do as you go all throughout the park and talk to um, some other explorers and just kind of make your way uh, as you learn more about all the animals that are at the kingdom. And then if you hang out by the river, you can catch some of the passing floats. You may see Mickey and Friends or Pocahontas, Donald's Dino Bash, or the Discovery Island Drummers. There is also one show that is currently running, and that is the Feathered Friends in Flight. This is actually the current replacement for Up, the Great Bird Adventure. Uh, but they're doing some show times throughout the day. So if you really just need to kind of sit down and watch something instead of going from this to this to this, then this might be a good option for you as well. And then there's some additional animal exhibits kind of sprinkled throughout the park other than just on the walking trails. So I know like Connor specifically always likes to go see the otters exhibit um, and just kind of watch them for a little while. Um, so that's always really fun, just checking out some of those. And another option would be the Wildlife Express train, which you can take over to Rafiki's Planet Watch uh, and the Conservation Station. Now, to be fair, uh, we don't really recommend it. Um, we did not enjoy our time there. Things are not fully open over there, so you might feel like you took a train ride in order to take a train ride back. But 
hey, it will take up some time if you are looking to fill up your day a little bit more. So that is our main attraction for the day, how to spend a full day at Animal Kingdom, because it can be done. It can be done, and it can be an awesome experience. It's really easy for us to really just look at the park and say, eh, half-day park, and kind of move on. But especially during a time when you have to stick with that one park for the day, you want to make the most out of the time that you are given. And so we just wanted to make sure that you knew that there's a lot of options there, and you really can end up taking a full day, just enjoying everything that Animal Kingdom has to offer. All right, so now moving into our sideshow for the day. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up and see the sideshow. We are doing Animal Kingdom trivia. And so for this, we have each created five multiple choice questions all about Animal Kingdom. And we're gonna take turns asking each other and then obviously, whoever gets the most right is going to be the winner. All right. So I'm going to start with my first question for you, Caden. Are you prepared for this? We will see. All right. Question number one. How many different species of animals live in the Harambe Wildlife Reserve? Is it A, 21, B, 34, C, 48, or D, 57? How many different species of animals live in the Harambe Wildlife Reserve? I thought we were starting with the easiest question first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We are. Um, I'm going to go with B, 34. You would be correct. Yay! It is 34. There are 34 different species that you can see all throughout the Kilimanjaro Safari. Awesome. One for one. Your turn. Okay. Connor, what day did Animal Kingdom open? Was it A, October 13th, 1996, B, March 1st, 1999, C, April 22nd, 1998, or D, August 30th, 1997. Thank you so much for truly giving me an easier question to start off with. Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day, which would be April 22nd, and of course, 1998. So, was that C? Yes, that was, okay. that was C, so that would be correct. I started you off with an easy question that I figured you'd be able to answer. Thank you. I'm glad I can at least have more than zero. Are you ready for number two? I think so. All right. I'm now realizing how hard mine are. <laughs> number two. How many artificial leaves can be found on the Tree of Life in the center of Discovery Island? Is it A... 12,000, B, 22,000, C, 102,000, or D, 122,000. How many artificial leaves can be found on the Tree of Life? Are these all going to be numbers questions? No, these are the only ones that are numbers questions. Okay, I'll say D, 122,000. 
That is so close, but incorrect. The correct answer is 102,000. Aw, I almost, I was gonna say that. It's kind of crazy to me that it, there are that many. Yeah. Like, even if I looked at the tree, I'd be like, yeah, it's definitely 20,000 or 10,000, not 102,000. That is crazy. All right, so continuing with the tree of life theme. Ooh. My question for you is how tall is the tree of life? Is it A, 145 feet, B, 105 feet, C, 165 feet, or D, 195 feet? Ooh. I know it's not whatever the shortest one was because that doesn't sound tall enough. Close to 200 is a lot. A, what was A? 145. Yeah, let's go with A, 145 feet. A is correct. The tree of life is 145 feet tall. Is that the tallest structure in Animal Kingdom? No. What is the tallest? Uh... I don't know. The way you said it made me think that it's not. So I'll just go with I maybe Everest is. Yeah, Everest is the tallest. Oh. Here we go. Number three. Question three. Which of the following lands did not fully open during the inaugural year of Animal Kingdom? Would it be A, Dino Land USA, B, Africa, C, Camp Mini Mickey, or D, Asia? Which land did not fully open during the inaugural year, 1998, of Animal Kingdom? D, Asia. That is correct. Did you already know that? Yeah. How? From my research. Oh, okay. So in the area where Asia currently is, the only thing that they had available in 1998 was the bird show. Everything else was still under construction. And even on the maps, they put coming 1999 or like arriving next year, the Asia area. I don't know. But yeah, nothing was built over there yet. They were still working on it when they opened. Okay. Number three. Which celebrity attended opening day of Animal Kingdom? Was it A... Steve Irwin, B, Al Gore, C, Jane Goodall, or D, Mother Teresa? Oh, no. It's, it's, like, it's like historical figures, so I don't like this. <laughs> uh, I knew I would get you with this. Okay, so I want it to be Steve Irwin, but I feel like, I feel like he's like a diversion. I don't want it to be Al Gore. Is that who you said? Al Gore? Yeah. But I know that I know that Jane Goodall had some kind of connection to like one of the one of the animals carved like one of the monkeys carved in the tree. So I'm hoping that she was there. So I'm gonna go with Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall would be correct. Yes! She was there opening day and was part of the festivities. So good job there. Thank you. And good job, Jane Goodall, for opening up this park. (laughs) I don't know why I'm congratulating her for that. Okay. Number four. The Theater in the Wild 
has hosted several different shows. Which of these shows never performed in this theater? Is it A, Pocahontas and her forest friends, B, Tarzan Rocks, C, Finding Nemo the Musical, or D, Journey into the Jungle Book? Mm, that's hard. Which show was never in the theater in the wild? It's between Asia and Dino Land, the one that you would walk by. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Pocahontas and her forest friends. All right. You have locked in A. A is the correct answer. Yay! Yes. So all of these others, there's actually only been three that have been in that theater, and those are Tarzan Rocks, Journey into the Jungle Book, and Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo being the longest running, I believe. And Pocahontas and Her Forest Friends was a show, but that was over at Camp Minnie Mickey. And ran there for a while before they got rid of Camp Minnie Mickey to replace with Pandora. Gotcha. So good job. Wow. All right. All right. My number four. Which animal is not found on the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail? Oh, boy. Is it the hippopotamus, Gray's zebra, the naked mole rat, or the water buffalo? I'm walking through the trail in my mind. I know hippo is there. I, I can see the hippo. I can honestly say I've never seen a naked mole rat there. I don't think I've ever seen a naked mole rat. I feel like as you said zebra is one. Yeah. I feel like zebras are there. A naked mole rat could like be there and I would just never know. Whereas if a water buffalo's there, I should know. Like I would see it. I'm gonna go with my first gut instinct and I'm just gonna say naked mole rat is my answer. Naked mole rat is incorrect. Mm. The naked mole rat is on the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. Mm. The water buffalo is not. It is over at the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Have we seen a naked mole rat there? I don't know. No. I'm calling I'm calling their bluff. There aren't actual, they're not actually there. Okay. They just say, they go, you see those holes over there? That's that, where the naked mole rats are. Yeah, that's where they are. And they are, there's not any. There. Well, they're on their list, so. Okay, so on to your final question. Number five. Who are Chester and Hester, the creators of Dinorama in Dinoland, USA? Are they an older father and his middle-aged son? Are they two younger brothers? Are they C, a grandfather and his teenage granddaughter? Or are they D, an older husband and wife? Who are Chester and Hester? Uh, um, I guess B, two brothers? You have locked in B. B would be incorrect. Chester and Hester are actually an older husband and wife. What? Yes. There is a whole backstory to 
how Dino, okay, actually, let me say this. I have a little bit more respect for Dino Land, at least specifically Dino Rama and all the stuff in that area now, because I will say that even though it looks like kind of a cheap kind of decision of a place to put together, Disney did a really good job of creating a backstory to that whole area with Chester and Hester. And next time we go, I'm going to kind of explain it and show you all the little fun pieces that they've added about the story of Chester and Hester. It's really cool. It's very interesting. Maybe something that we'll have to talk about another time on the podcast. Okay. I will definitely want you to show me that next time we go there because I had no idea. I know. Obviously. (laughs) All right. My last and final question for you. Yeah, wait. What's the So what's the score currently? You've missed two, so you got three right. Okay. I've missed one, and I have one left. So I've got, I also have gotten three right. So if I miss this, we tie. If I get this right, I win. Okay. This is not how I thought it was going to go. (laughs) This is a high stakes question. Oh, no, that's not good. I don't work well under pressure. Okay. Okay. My final question for you is, what year did Expedition Everest lose its title of most expensive roller coaster in the world? Was it A, 2011, B, 2015, C, 2017, or D, 2019? I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to have to win because It lost this title in 2019 when the opening of Hagrid's motorbike creature journey, whatever that it's called, was created. So the correct answer would be D, 2019. That is correct. (laughs) Hagrid's was like 300 million. Oh, so it was way more expensive. Okay. To Everest, like a hundred million. So. Three hundred million. That's what I read. Wow. All right. Considering that I gave you no entry level question whatsoever, you did very well. Yeah, you told me we were gonna start with easier questions and make them harder as we go, and then you start with a hard question. So, you know. You got it right. Do you want to hear what my backup questions were? How many do you have? Two. Oh, okay. Go for it. What was the name of the land originally proposed for the area that is now Pandora? Are you talking about, like, it would still have been Pandora or something completely different that they were going to put there? No. the Like, when the park opened, the area that's now Pandora, what was their original plan for putting there? Oh, uh, the Beastly Kingdom. Yes. And then, what was the original name of the dinosaur ride? Um, I almost made this one of my questions. Um, Like Journey into Extinction or something? Countdown to Extinction. Yeah, yeah, Okay, well, I'm glad I didn't ask you those, so. I did so much research in finding I know, it's not really fair. It's like we came up with very different questions, but in looking up the questions, we ended up really learning. Well, we just really ended up learning a lot about 
Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Animal Kingdom expert. Yeah. I was going to say, come to us to learn about Animal Kingdom. And we literally just did a whole thing about Animal Kingdom. All right. Full circle. So finally, we're going to conclude with our after party. After party. Today, we're going to talk about our review of our dinner at Teppan Edo. No. Teppan Edo. I looked it up to make sure that I got our, that we said it correctly. Obviously, it's in the Japan Pavilion. It's set up like a hibachi-style restaurant. Um, and so because of social distancing, they do have uh, plexiglass dividers um, that go between parties. So we shared a table with one other party, and there was a plexiglass divider between us. All the waiters wore masks and face um, shields. So great experience as far as that goes. And, of course, like they do everywhere now, the menu, you just scan it and you pull it up on your phone and you look through the menu there. Uh, they still had a lot of their regular offerings. Uh, a lot, uh, they had a few appetizers you could choose from. And then, of course, the main hibachi choices of shrimp and multiple steaks and chicken and um, a lot of different combinations of any of those things. The only thing they did not have on the menu was their desserts. They had no dessert. And the last time I went there, I got the, I believe it was like a green tea matcha ice cream. It is not available currently. But of course the, the staff was super nice all throughout our time there. The chef was great. He, you know, as you do at those kind of places, you get kind of a full show and they make the cooking into an art and, you know, really kind of make a performance out of it. And it, it was it was great. Yeah, I would definitely say the staff there was really great. Um, they made sure to ask us if we had any kind of food allergies. Uh, and actually someone in the other party that was sitting with us said that they were vegan. And so they made sure that everything that was being prepared for them was um, vegan and followed those guidelines. So they were really helpful as far as that goes. So the food... Um, they started off by giving us a Sunomono salad, which was pickled cucumber and seaweed and sesame seeds and some kind of very light dressing. They told us that it was pickled cucumber, which in my head I'm just thinking, is that not just pickles? I mean, yes, but they were pickled differently, if that makes you feel any better. So basically, if you're expecting a regular salad, it is not that. Um, so I didn't really enjoy that quite as much. Connor did, did eat all of his, though, so. I liked it. I like pickles. Um, and then, of course, we got um, vegetables and noodles and steamed white rice. And then we both ordered the chicken. And I will say the chicken, well, really everything other than other than the salad, which I don't really care for, but everything else was super good um, taste-wise. I really enjoyed the food. Now, I will say when it comes to the noodles and the vegetables, it phrases it in a way where it sounds like you're going to get noodles and then you're going to get vegetables, but they really just kind of make you noodles and the noodles just happen to have some vegetables in them. So you're not going to get a full serving of vegetables, a full serving of noodles. You're going to get one serving that has mostly noodles and a few vegetables within that. And then also the steamed white rice. Since they give you steamed white rice, 
that means that they do not cook you fried rice. So fried rice is not an option there. That is not something that they do. So if you are a big fried rice fan, which we are, um, you'll be maybe a little bit disappointed as they bring you just a bowl of white rice to go with the rest of your meal. Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, if you're used to going to a hibachi restaurant and just having, like, the soup and salad and a huge thing of meat and a huge thing of vegetables and noodles and fried rice and, like, walking out like you can never eat again, you're not really going to feel like that here just because they don't quite give you that same amount of food as you may be thinking. Um, they did give us a lot of chicken, but they did, like, mix the noodles and the vegetables all together and just gave you, like, one serving of that. Um, so the amount of food was not a lot, especially for the price you pay. This is actually not as good of a value as if you went to any other hibachi grill anywhere else, because you're going to pay more and you actually get less. If you go here, just know you're really kind of paying to get to eat hibachi in a Disney park, not really that you're going to get a, an experience that is unlike any other. It's actually just like any other hibachi place. You just end up with less food and you have to pay more. Yeah, not quite worth the money. I would rather probably go get hibachi offsite somewhere. And we have so many other places that we have to go to in Epcot. So that was our Tepan Edo for the decade. And for this week, we actually have the exact same recommendation that we want to share with you guys. And wow, how on theme this recommendation truly is. We got to see the first episode of the new series on Disney Plus called The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, so this is basically like a behind-the-scenes documentary of the cast members that get to work with the animals at Animal Kingdom. Um, and so I really enjoyed it. It was really cool getting to see, you know, a lot of the, the backstage stuff that you would have no idea is happening um, as far as, like, how they take care of the animals and the veterinarians that are there. Um, I thought it was really interesting. The coolest thing to me is just being able to see the personalities of the animals. And you might hear me saying that and be like, Connor, that's so dumb. These animals don't have personalities. Well, go watch the first episode and you can really see that there is just so much that happens. And these animals really do kind of become their own characters as you kind of watch through this. I'm really excited actually to go back to Kilimanjaro Safaris and to get to, you know, look out and say, there's Mac, there's all these different animals that we've just been watching on this show and they're literally right here. So I loved it. I'm excited for the next several episodes that'll be coming. Yeah, it's so cool just seeing how like each one of those animals there have a name and the cast members there know them, and they know their personalities, and they can give you all kinds of backstory. Um, so it's really cool. I definitely recommend um, everyone go and check that out. So that is Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, and you can find that now on Disney+. And we've arrived at the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. The encouragement that we keep receiving has just been the absolute best. And guys, I know that we say it a lot, but I just don't think that we can share enough that we are so thankful for all of our listeners. And if you want to continue to help us out, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. That would be amazing. 
And you can subscribe to Hey Mickey on basically every podcast platform. And then to keep up with any news or stories or updates, you can go follow us on Instagram at HeyMickeyCo. And thanks to our music producer, Andrew Hunt. He's on social media at AndrewHVNT. Have an awesome week, everyone. Goodbye.